Jets kid. This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports with top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis. This is one-on-one's NFL Friday. December 2nd, it's a chilly day here in the Bronx Studio 3, The Bunker. I'm Corey Miller, sitting alongside a cast of characters here on NFL Friday, week 13 in the NFL. Brendan O'Connell is in the back, behind the glass, going to be doing a great job for us all afternoon. We got Matt Murphy on Fantasy, and then we have Brett Lambert and Manny Adieye on, two of our in-house football players here. Guys, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. What's going on? So excited man. to be here. What are we doing, man? <laughs> We're talking football. I know you guys can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm pumped up. It, it, it's going to be great. Last night, what happened? Dallas continues to stir the strawberry daiquiri, and it's working, Matt. Uh, look at he's laughing over there. <laughs> this guy continues to keep doing it, and I know that was a close game, and probably ah, that's a good defense, though, right? And, and Dallas finds a way to win once again. Let's hear that final play. From the seven-yard line, they flex the tight end. Rudolph all the way to the left. Three receivers to the right. Bradford looks over the middle. And Whoa, where was that? Ten feet high. Absolutely beautiful call by the legend himself, Al Michaels, on NBC last night. Starts with the penalty, right, Manny? Listen, man, I'm telling you, uh, the refs don't see everything. And uh, but one for for an O lineman two false start in such a critical moment like this is a two point conversion for the game against the Cowboys who are streaking right now like what is going on through your head it's at crazy. home. W- w- what was your thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You're an NFL player. I mean, Manny could speak for it. if that ever happened with our coaches. Oh, it's over. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that person. That's <laughs> it for sure. Is over and, at that moment. And you see the situation it puts him in. It puts him from the two and a half yard line to the seven and a half. Already a really difficult play anyway because there's literally no space on the field. And then, as you saw, no one was open. And that's that was really just the story of the whole night. I mean, the, the O-line for the Vikings were just did not do their job. They couldn't uh, protect uh, Bradford early in the game. I, I didn't even think he was going to come back with whatever injury he was facing, you know? Right. He's he's fragile, but he's he's done pretty well. I mean, for all the struggles that Minnesota has gone through in the, yeah. in, the in the last couple of weeks, Sam Bradford – you know, isn't spectacular, but he's not really screwing up that much. Yeah, he's finding a way to play good football. And you look at his numbers, 32 of 45 last night, 247 yards. Granted, only one touchdown, but, I mean, that's a good off-Dallas defense as well, and he didn't throw an interception or a turnover. So. What, in your opinion, Brett, would be kind of the kryptonite in this Cowboys team for them to kind of get eliminated in the playoffs? I mean, I see a good defense like Minnesota stop them last night pretty, yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it's going to be. I, I don't know... Um, let's say Doc probably will have an off, Doc will have an off game, and I don't know, maybe he's shown that he's come back from it. I mean, you look last night, he has seven points in the fourth quarter. I go to shower, I come back, it was 17. So he 10 points just like that, and I just think that's the way he is, but I don't know, maybe in a playoff situation against a Seattle team or maybe even a team like the New York Giants team that has been there, has experienced NFL playoff players, I don't know if he'll be able to come out victorious. It's very interesting. I mean, I think everyone's waiting for him to fail, Manny. What is the most important part about his success? Is it just the combination of the O-line and Zeke and his mental awareness, or is there other it factors with Dak? I mean, you got to think about Dak. He's a smart player, one. I mean, he did have success at uh, Mississippi State, you know, and then you think about the O-line he's working with. Uh, Zeke himself, like, watching Zeke play, every game oh, I watch, fantastic. I'm like, this guy's speed. Like, you you can't catch his speed. It doesn't it doesn't even make sense when you watch it, you know? They're just extremely talented, talented this team. And um, honestly, when you're rolling like that, you really can't do nothing wrong. You, everything's simple and everything's basic. They haven't really faced any real problems yet like that. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, talking about Zeke Elliott, I mean, I don't know how it's physically possible to be his height, oh. his weight, but also be able to burn anyone in the secondary and in the league. jump right over anybody in the secondary. Goodness, he's an athletic freak. Yeah, I mean, is he? Is he, in your opinion, the best back in the league, or or is he still behind David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell and those likes of people? No, he, he's not behind anybody. <laughs> he's not behind anybody right now, barring Adrian Peterson's injury. He's not behind anybody, in my, in my opinion. And I have to agree with Manny because you look at him and David Johnson, a great back. They he can catch the ball and run the ball, David Johnson. And block in the backfield, so can Ezekiel Elliott. So what can't really this guy do? 
when you guys play defense, and I know you guys are both on the defensive side, when you're matching up against a guy who's that big of a running back and can run that fast, I mean, how intimidating is that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you said. I mean, and what else he could do? He, you can come in and blitz, he'll light you up. And also you got to be careful of him coming out of the backfield. A lot of times, as you'll see in the NFL, um, the linebackers are put on the running backs, right. and I know I've been in that situation a lot. And luckily I never had to go against a guy like Ezekiel Elliott because that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough game playing for guys like that because they can legit do anything. They can mess right. you up in the pass game with screens and flexing out, and then you get, you, have, you have matchup problems. Putting them on the corner, putting them on the slower uh, linebacker, or even the DN in certain uh, packages and situations. So it's tough. Well, hey, again, 17-15, Dallas wins. They're 11-1, and 6-6 six and six Minnesota goes to. Uh, both teams could end up facing each other again in the playoffs. We'll see if Minnesota can put it together. I'm not so confident. Anyways, I got fantasy this week. And it's an important week because the playoffs are about to start next week. We got Matt Murphy in studio, folks. Let's get to him. Who to start? It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Good to be here in the bunker, back in the in the fantasy chair once again. It's been a number of weeks since I had this gig, but uh, from what I understand, <laughs> you guys really need my help today, right, Corey? I, I, I'm in a I'm in a desperate situation here. I look at my two teams. I'm bubble teams. I'm in the playoffs right now. If they were to, if they were to start, like if they ended if the regular season, but they ended don't. Last so week. you need a W. Yeah, and if I lose, <laughs> things can come together, and I could be eliminated, and that would be heartbreaking. Talk All right. Well, me. I got three must starts before I get to some other. Solid starts, but my three must-starts, one at each of the main offensive positions. Quarterback, Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions. Obviously, Drew Brees is also a must-start, but since he's like 99% started already, I'm not going to throw him <laughs> in here. So Matthew Stafford's only being started by like 50% of teams or something, and they're playing at New Orleans. It's going to be a shootout. And over in all of the Saints' home games this year, there's been a combined 64.7 total points per game scored in those games. So Jeez. it's, it's going to be back and oh. forth. Matthew Stafford's going to put up numbers. Running back, I like Jordan Howard, Chicago Bears. He's a solid, I think most teams, if you have him, are starting him, but he's definitely a must-start this week. They're playing against San Francisco at home. The 49ers have given up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs this year, and they're just flat-out bad. And at wide receiver, this is kind of surprising a little bit as a must-start, but speaking of that New Orleans game, on the Saints side of things, Brandon Cooks. He had zero catches last week. That won't happen again, especially in this matchup. It's going to be so high scoring against the Lions. If you have Brandon Cooks, don't think about sitting him just because he didn't have a catch last week. He'll bounce back against the Lions. And then some other guys that I like to start this week, another quarterback, my, my second quarterback of the two in this segment, Phillip Rivers, San Diego Chargers. I actually own Phillip Rivers. They're going against Tampa Bay, and I know Tampa Bay shut down Russell Wilson and the Seahawks last week, and their defense looked like it did in the early 2000s, but that's not going to happen because Phillip Rivers has thrown multiple touchdown passes in four straight games, and I don't think the Bucks can repeat what they did He's last week. He's a great week. quarterback. He is a yeah. fantastic quarterback. I, I know Russell Wilson had some struggles fantasy-wise even. He only put up, I think, barely double-digit points, if that. But Phillip Rivers is a solid fantasy option, at least for the next couple seasons before he eventually uh, is done playing. But back to that Saints game. I really, I really love that Saints game here for another good start. Another wide receiver on the Saints, Michael Thomas. So I said Brandon Cooks was a must-start. The rookie, Michael Thomas... Nine catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns last week. I think he puts up big numbers again this week. Two more wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Green Bay going ah, against Houston. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He, I was going to ask you about him. He should be started this week. Three of his four 100-plus uh, yard receiving games in his career have come this season, with two well, of them coming so, in the last three weeks. I mean, you, that says it right there. And I have Jamison Crowder. I actually just tried traded Doug Martin for Jamison Crowder and Devontae Adams. It was awesome. <laughs> but anyways... Um, I got Jameson Crowder against Arizona. Didn't seem like a good one, so I wanted to put Devontae in there. You think he's going to do good? Or I would start you know? Adams over Crowder, but I do like Crowder too. He okay. Crowder's had at least eighty yards back. receiving and back. a touchdown in like the last six or seven games. But Jackson is back, so I give the edge to Adams there. Another receiver, Dante Moncrief from the Colts. He's got a touchdown in four straight games, which is surprising, even with Scott Tolzien as his quarterback last week. So. Moncrief with Luck back on Monday night. I think Luck's playing. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, he should be. And Ebron at tight end from the Lions. I love Jeez. that. I love that Lions Saints game in the dome. Eric Ebron, another guy that had zero catches on Thanksgiving, but he will bounce back and get targeted because they got to keep pace with 
uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. And my last stardom is a defense. And I know that's kind of corny to do in this segment. No, I'm, I'm like But it. you're going to like it because it's the Patriots defense Ooh. against the Rams. And it's Jared Goff, the rookie, on the road. my jersey. <laughs> on the road in Foxborough. So on that note, I think I'm going to head out. But until I come back for the sit segment, but the New England Patriots defense against the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff had a good game last week, three touchdowns, but not this week in Fox. The Patriots, let's face it, they're not good anymore. Oh, boy, <laughs> oh, boy, Brendan. Don't get me too excited. That's Matt Murphy with all stuff on who to start this week. It's a big week, fellas, for fantasy. I- I- I'm a little nervous. We'll see what happens. Anyways, let's get to some teams in the New York metropolitan area. One team is doing well, but are they good? I'm not sure. And no. the other team is not doing well. Let's hear from our beat reporter Tom Scabelli this weekly Giants report. For the past six games, all the Giants have done is win, 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 and win. That sixth win came on Sunday over the Browns in Cleveland. With the 0-11 Browns not exactly being the 72 Dolphins, the Giants were expected to win comfortably, and they did end up winning by 14, but it wasn't always easy. The offense started off the game sluggish once again, not scoring till more than halfway through the second quarter. The Giants went into the fourth up 14-6 and then finally pulled away. Jason Pierre-Paul returned a fumble for a touchdown, and Eli connected with Odell for his second score of the day as Big Blue held on for a 27-13 victory. It wasn't the best game the Giants have played all season, but they let their superstars get it done. Eli tossed three touchdowns, Odell caught two, Olivier Vernon had two sacks, and JPP had three sacks to go along with that touchdown. The Giants as a team had seven sacks on the day as the pass rush continues to be a force. The other development out of Sunday was Odell Beckham returning punts. It's something he's done in the past, but not regularly for the Giants. Against the Browns, though, Beckham returned three punts for 35 yards and had one electric 59-yard return touchdown that was called back, but has still excited the team and fans. It is dangerous to have your best player returning punts and risking injuries, but injuries can happen at any time. It's smart to get the ball in your best player's hands as much as possible, like the Steelers do with Antonio Brown. Speaking of Pittsburgh, that's where the Giants will be this week, and it'll be a tough one. While the Giants have won six straight, they haven't looked outstanding, and the Steelers will be a very tough test. It'll be a close game, and I can definitely see the Giants winning, but I think the Steelers' offense is too explosive, especially at home, and I'm not sure Big Blue O can keep up. Pittsburgh wins 24-20. With this week's Giants Report, I'm Tom Scabelli, WFUV Sports. Tom Scabelli with a fantastic job. 24-20, he picks the Giants over the Steelers. Or, no, he picked the Steelers, rather, over the Giants. 24-20, my apologies, Tom. I know you're a very smart football man, wherever you are. But what I got to say is, I agree with him. I don't think the Giants are going to win this game. I think they're a fake 8-3 and team. What are you guys' thoughts? Uh, I I agree with you, but I mean you have you have to give it to the defense. I Absolutely, mean, they've been great. Landon Collins, an uh, emerging star, everyone's talking about him. Joris Jenkins struggled a little bit last week against Terrell Pryor, but overall, and then we talk about Jason Pierre-Paul, really the resurgence of him ever since his injury. I mean. Not that he say he's been bad, but this year he's been absolutely fantastic. This is what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, can you kind of describe how difficult it must be to only have, I mean, basically one I'm functioning you, hand? It, it throws everything off. Like, it legit, can, it throws your balance off. Because you've played with the cast, right? Yeah, playing with the cast is, is even impossible yeah. itself. And the fact that this guy's struggling, to have, he doesn't have any fingers. Like, it's ridiculous. I was watching the game last week. It's unbelievable. And like, this man, and the thing, the thing about JPP that, like, and I guess many coaches like is that his motor never stops. Like he doesn't quit. You see him. You saw him last week. You know, gets down on the floor and he's making the sack from his knees, pretty much at one point. So I think honestly, the defensive line in general for the Giants, one the got to be one of my favorites to watch this year. I mean, when their defense is ticking, like those teams back in whatever it was that beat the Patriots, I think it was 07. Yeah, um, we don't talk about things. We don't like to. We don't <laughs> we like don't. to, but we have to. I mean, they had good defenses, all oh, yeah. right offenses, and they would win close games. And what are they doing this year? They're doing that. But I look at their schedule, and it just—I mean, the Cowboys' win was a good win, right? But that shouldn't should probably have been a loss. Yeah. If yeah. I think it's Terrence Williams yeah. gets out of bounds there. That was a long time ago. That too, was man. a long time ago. Dallas is a completely different team. And Dak and Zeke's first game, yeah. But and then you got Saints. They lose to the Redskins. They lose to the Vikings. They lose to the Packers. 
I mean, those are three losses that stand out to me. And then they beat the Ravens. That's a good win. That's a good win. Rams, easy. Eagles, I'll give that's a good win. Bengals, they won by one. Bengals aren't good this year. They only beat the Bears by a touchdown. They didn't look that great against the Browns. They didn't they look came good together. at all. They, they started to build up in the second half. But I'm, am I wrong saying the eye test kind of tells you that they're not as good as they their record may say? It, I agree with you if you go through the scores. But then again, you have, this is the NFL. It's the right. National Football League. The Browns, I mean, they're 0-12 now. They're going into a bye this week, but they're still a good football team. And, I mean, they got good football no, players, right. let's you're say right. that. No, I agree and, with Brett. Yeah, so, I mean, you look, you say, oh, they won one by one. They they beat uh, a very struggling Bengals team by only a few. And, I mean, they still got those wins. And I think that's the formula that you've seen in the past and then win with, like you said, with a very strong defense, a very strong defensive line in particular, and then an okay offense that could get you over the hump with stars like Odell Beckham. I think that uh... – that it, okay, if you watched the Browns game last week, you can you realize that the Browns are a good football team. Yeah. If you realize all, options, all the season, they just too. really can't finish a game. Yes. And now you think about the Giants, kept it close with the Bears. Uh, they beat the Bengals. The Bengals aren't good. Now, we're looking at a team who knows how to finish, yes. But when you play these good teams like the Steelers down the stretch, well, you, yeah. you can't dig yourself into a hole that deep. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Uh, exactly. So they got the Steelers, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, Redskins. I mean, those are five it's tough ridiculous. games. It's, it's not going to be easy. No, I, I could. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to lose all of them, but there's there's a shot that they do. I don't think they will though. Um, Steelers, I could see them, you know, having trouble with that. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboys course. at home, I could see them beating the Cowboys. It really could. They yeah. always seem to play their division yeah, rivals yeah. really well. And this division's fantastic, yeah. might I add. I mean, it is so competitive. It may be overrated to me, but it's very competitive. <laughs> it's very competitive, I would say that. But yeah, I mean, I, I just love the drama. It always, always seems yeah, to be the most dramatic yeah. division. And then Eagles-Redskins, two more division foes to end the season. You don't like ending the season like that, right? You no, know? I mean, that's, I think, the end of the schedule, especially this two weeks stretch that they're going on, that's going to be really define what their team is. You've got to go on the road at Heinz Field, Steelers, a ridiculous offense that could pretty much go off at any time. And then say they get a win or loss there, then you got to come back to a team you already beat. But like you said, week one, how much different are they now? Eleven weeks later, all the experience among those young guys, and and that should be a really fantastic game, and should be really telling what their uh, me, what their season finishes. MVP of this team so far is it Landon Collins, Manny? Yes, I mean <laughs> the way this guy's been playing all season long. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but there was a game that they won that if it wasn't for him in general, I believe he had two picks. One of them was a pick six. They they don't send the shot. I mean, he's right. he's playing great football, man. I just just the way to see him grow week after week and, and progress as a good uh, player is just is ridiculous. I'm in probably the small opinion. I, I don't know if it's that small, but I, I think Odell Beckham's the best wide receiver in the foot, in the National Football League. I know Julio Jones is a freak, but. What Odell does with the ball after the catch is is something special. Is that a little crazy for me to think that, or what, what do you think, Brett? I don't no, I don't think that's crazy at all. Just because, like you said, he's so explosive. I mean, he could take a five yard hitch route and take it eighty five yards. And you saw a couple times last week. One, a punt return got called back, oh, which was ridiculous God, play. Ridiculous. Forgot about that. Yeah, a ridiculous play. You forget about it because it didn't count. But if you watch that highlight, it was absurd. And then you see a ball that he caught over the middle to uh, create some separation from the Browns, and he literally just, uh, corners and safeties had an angle on him, but he just outran him. I, I mean, hands, feet, he's got it all, man. He, and he's got good looks. I mean, he's killing it. <laughs> he, got Everyone, good, he has everywhere. good moves, man. I'm, I mean, this guy's not losing in any category. And it's crazy because you really don't see talent like this all the time. And it's the guy who can, who can run out the catch, who can catch the ball the way he can. It's, it's amazing. You were talking about him, like, taking the hitch route. I remember playing the Patriots last year in November. He took... Uh, a corner out and just went seventy five yards, oh. and it was like ridiculous. Like his it's speed special. Is, is ridiculous. It's now, do we like his hair? What do you think? What do you think? I, I know Bam used to have it, right? Yeah, Bam has some. Noah uh, Noah Fitzgerald yeah. has something similar. Do we like it, Manny? I'm not. I'm not. I keep it nice and low. Nice I like that. Low, you know? <laughs> yeah. Keep everything simple. Everything. Everybody's well, trying too hard. I'm. Days. I'm not going <laughs> to cut my hair until we graduate. So I. I'm oh, going man. on a little trip here. Anyways, <laughs> we got a uh, fantasy who to sit this week. I want you to stay in that chair, Matt. Yeah. You can you can use that chair, but let's get back to Matt Murphy with who to sit. Go. All right, no headset for me. I'm I guess just... there's no sound for the you're second too, one. So I, I, I tricked myself up there. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few weeks for me, like I said. So I was expecting a little music, but yeah. you know, I'm. It gets yeah, it's just like you no, know, it gets me pumped like up, but I'll still have to go anyway. You know, I start mm-hmm. off the list with two Carolina Panthers to sit this week: Cam Newton and Jonathan Stewart. 
Manny's looking at me like I'm crazy for sitting Cam Newton, but they're playing Seattle in primetime in Seattle, and Seattle does not lose in primetime. But Cam Newton is playing in primetime. I know you would think Cam would rise to the occasion, but I I haven't liked this game recently. He's been struggling with his completion percentage, and if he can't run against this Seattle defense, he's not going to put up fantasy points, so I'm sitting Cam Newton this week. Well, you know what's interesting about that? Let's hear what our friend... uh, Richard Sherman had to say about Cam Newton this week. A lot of Seahawks fans weren't happy last year after the game when Cam Newton grabbed a 12's flag, crumpled it up, and threw it away. I know you've always defended his celebrations during games, but did he cross the line when he did that after the game last year? Um, yeah, he probably did, you know, and, you know, I guess karma gets you. Doesn't look like you're going to be in the playoffs this year. So I know you can't hear this, Matt, but I think you heard about it. <laughs> I can it. imagine what it would be he like. Said, no, car- <laughs> he said karma gets you because Cam Newton crumpled up a 12's flag last year, and now they're not going to make the playoffs. I think Cam Newton's going to have to step up, but they're also going to score touchdowns. How's, how else are they going to score well, listen, touchdowns? I have another guy on the list to sit, okay. and if Cam can't do it, he's going to try to hand it to Jonathan Stewart, but I think you should sit Jonathan Stewart as well because wow. he had he did have two touchdowns last week against Oakland, but Oakland has a pretty terrible defense. If it wasn't for Derek Carr and their offense, they'd be in trouble, but Jonathan Stewart's just too dependent on touchdowns for fantasy for me to start him, and the Seahawks have only given up six rushing touchdowns this year, and three of them were from LeGarrette Blunt a few weeks ago, so I don't think he gets in the end zone. And then three more guys to sit. Robert Kelly, running back from the Redskins. Allen Robinson, wide receiver, Jacksonville. And the last one, Jay Ajayi. I know he's had a huge Ooh. season, the running back from the Dolphins, but they're going up nice. against Baltimore on the road, and Baltimore's defense is really solid. I'm not crazy about this pick to sit Jay Ajayi, but he's kind of cooled off recently. And like I said, that Baltimore defense is good, and Jay has – less than 80 yards in each of his last three games, and the Ravens have allowed the fewest yards per carry in the entire NFL. All right, year. help me with this one. I mean, Blake Bortles or Andy Dalton this weekend? Uh, who do I sit there? Blake Bortles against Denver just seems like a disaster. Yeah, I right? would, don't, don't do that. I would go with Andy Dalton <laughs> against the Eagles. He's a fantastic fantasy quarterback, though. Yeah, Blake Bortles a, is. They are fantastic. No, not against <laughs> Denver. Blake Bortles won't even be able to get the snap, and they'll already be on him. <laughs> I love it, Matt. Any any more to sit? Or are you? Uh... No, that's it. Uh, I just wanted to throw out there, Rob Kelly. I'm, I said to sit him, and his nickname really gets me going. Fat Rob Kelly. I don't. I love his nickname, I but it. I don't like the matchup in Arizona. It's a tough. Tough defense to go against, and 2.6 yards per carry against Dallas on Thanksgiving is not inspiring for me. No, so. it is not. Another team that's really not inspiring is the New York Jets. Oh, Sorry, stop. Brett. Uh, Let's get to them. Yes, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's hear from our own beat reporter, Christian Goey, and what he has to say this week against the Colts. The Jets are now 3-8 after losing 22-17 at home to their rival Patriots. It was what I expected, a hard-fought game in which the Jets would fall short. Gang Green came out of the gate putting serious pressure on Tom Brady. The offense featured Brandon Marshall, who had his best game in a while, and Ryan Fitzpatrick finally found a rhythm, especially on downfield passes. But after taking a 17-16 lead in the fourth on a beautiful TD from Fitz to Quincy Anumwa, the Jets left the Patriots with too much time. Starting on their own 17 with just over five minutes to go, number 12 would lead New England down the field and score the winning touchdown with two minutes left. There was hope Fitz could do the same for the Jets with under two minutes to go and two timeouts. Unfortunately, he would fumble and turn the ball over after being sacked by New England's Chris Long. Here is Fitzpatrick on New England's game-winning drive. Number 12 on their side. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with lack of faith in our defense or anything like that. But um, he is who he is for a reason. So, um, you know, I had all the faith in the world in our defense. Uh, you know, but I've I've seen it a lot of times too, just as a either playing against them or as a football fan. This week, the Jets take on Andrew Luck and the Colts at home on Monday Night Football. It's pretty much a meaningless game as Fitz is starting again. I think Gang Green will continue to play better, especially against a 5-6 Colts team that has a pretty bad defense. And as the Jets typically do, I expect them to win when it doesn't count and hurt their draft position as a result. 24-21 is my final score, with the Jets moving to 4-8. Covering the... I'm Christian Goey, WFUV Sports. 24-21, and the Jets get the win on Monday Night Football. Brett, you got to love that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, actually, I want to pick, so I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've hit that point of the season. What? What? Yeah, I would imagine you are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been I can't. I'm just, uh, It's frustrating. Manny, how many how many players would would it be worth to trade away to get like Philip Rivers or Tony Romo or Whoa. someone like that? Well, listen, I don't see Philip leaving. First of I, all, I don't either. There's no way. That's a good team over there yeah. in San Diego. Tony, uh, I mean, okay, how many <laughs> players? To answer that question, you got to give me, if I'm a GM or owner, I'm asking for at least four to five. Right, and a draft a pick, with, with a couple yeah, of picks solid. in there. I mean, it's got to be outrageous. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous because. Would you like, would you trade three first round draft picks for a quarterback or something <sighs> that crazy? Well, it, if it was for this year, because I really don't see any like premier quarterback coming out of the league, we don't have a Peyton Manning or a Philip Rivers or a Ralph Osberger. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the guy that's the number one pick now, or num- projected number one quarterback, I forget his name, but he's a junior out of North Carolina. He really didn't hear from him at the beginning of the season. And so he's kind of jumped to Sean Watson. You're not in There's- the Lamar hype? Nah, I mean, <laughs> Lamar's good. No, still, not, not for New York Jets. Year. Not for the no, Jets. No. Not for the Jets. That will not be good. I, I, I'd feel too bad for him if he got drafted by the Jets. <laughs> you know, Super. So if you want to win a Super Bowl, you better come play for the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's Rexy, isn't it? Always providing us with good quotes. Um, Speaking of head coaches of the Jets, I feel for Todd Bowles. Yeah. Because I think he's a good football coach. And I just think the team's kind of given up on him. I think they don't have a leader. I mean, you could say Brandon Marshall's, but Darrell Rivas is the the highest paid player, and he's – uh, being what he's doing is really bad for the Jets. I think in general, I just think he's lost motivation. Do you see that? I I I, I agree with you 100. percent I like how you picked on. They do not have a leader. It's tough to play a game if there's if you're losing a game. If you come to the sideline and everyone's just heads down, and there's no guy to pick the team up, what's going to happen? You just continue that bad habits. You need somebody to lead the team. Somebody with experience, Darrell Rivas. Somebody who who knows what they're doing, Darrell Rivas. You need that guy to step up. And that's it's just that straightforward. How frustrating is this? I mean, it's to really see because when I was a fan and kind of just starting to learn the, all the schemes, everything of football, Darrell Rivas was basically the best corner in the league. He was shut down everyone week after week. I, I mean, mean, he took Randy Moss that one game and, and just absolutely yeah. blanked him. Yeah. Rivas Randy Island, Moss, like. probably one of the best receivers ever to go down in history. I mean, Des Bryant, he versus Calvin Johnson, again the amount of receivers. and again and again. And to see, I mean, after the Patriots let him go, I mean— <laughs> Smart move by the Patriots, jeez. Oh, yeah. But, I've, yeah, it just frustrates me because, and like you said with Todd Bowles, I feel for him too because these team, this Jets team, is really isn't, no one's really going down the field on them casually. They're giving up big play after big play, 85 yards, 80 yards. I mean, all the way back to the beginning of the season against Buffalo, Darrell Reeves gave up two huge plays, and it's kind of continued that trend. They haven't patched that up, and I feel that is their Achilles here on defense. They have a good defensive line. They Leonard have a Williams, great defensive line. Yeah, Leonard Williams is... Talk about him. He's literally the only bright spot for the yeah, Jets. Yeah, he's trying really. to pick up. I like it. Yeah, 41 tackles. He has six sacks, two forced fumbles. So he's really played to his level. But the problem is you need 11 guys working on the field at once, and that's just not what we've seen. Manny, on paper, would you, is it crazy to say that the Jets' defensive line is better than the Giants? On paper, you, you make a very good point. I won't right? lie to you. Yeah. I mean, th- this is a defensive line that, that had so much promise coming into this year, even la- the last couple of years, honestly. And it's just that they're not delivering. And you, you see it in their play. I don't know what it is because, you know, there were issues with uh, Muhammad early yeah. in the season. I mean, it, go, it keeps going back to leadership, I guess. I mean, guys. Either, it has to be. And at this point, what what are you playing for? That's another thing. You know, we, a, yeah. our head coach, uh, he talked about us, you know, what's your why? Your why drives you for the rest of the season. When the, when the going gets tough, when you lose certain games and you realize the season's on the line or the season's over, your why drives you. Well, you know what's interesting, and I think this team, honestly, if if their schedules had been like reverse opposite, so they have, let's say they start with the the Browns, then the Dolphins and the Rams, and they play the Patriots in there, but the Colts, Forty Nine ers, the end of their schedule is very easy. But their start of schedule wasn't, yeah. and they just aren't mentally strong enough to overcome it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I always think of that because last year they kind of had a little bit of a cupcake schedule to start the season. They gained mo- some momentum. Swagger. Yeah, that's all really football is a lot. A lot of times it's momentum and confidence. Yeah. And early in the season, Fitzpatrick lost that confidence. So, therefore, it went downhill for him fast. How how big of a deal is holding out in summer? It, I was just yeah. getting, it's a it's major so. deal. Like, you, like, I can't even paint the picture. Like, for you to hold out the way he did, for how long he did, demanding what he wanted at his age, 
It but, shows, but aside from that, just from a player, like rep yeah. standpoint, yeah. what's the deal? Like you are perfecting it, right? In the summer, you just gotta. The, this is where you 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 hone your craft. You know, things like you you can have whatever type of season you had last year. That's is it's a completely different season. There's guys coming after you for what you've right. done to them that in the past season. So if you're not working out with your team, if you're not building that team chemistry, you're hurting yourself. You're being selfish. Guys tend to stop trusting you in moments like that. It's ridiculous. It kind of starts with that, right? Yeah, well, of course. Well, something that our defensive coaches always say, man, is football is so unique because you can't just put on shoulder pads and play with your buddies. I mean, you have a helmet on, um, you have your shoulder pads, and that's basically during that season, during the OTAs or whatever. It's not like basketball. You can go and play pickup with your friends, and you're still getting practice. So right. when Fitzpatrick missed the OTAs, I mean, yeah, he's he's been with Changeli for a long time. He knew his offensive scheme. He's a veteran quarterback, but you just don't have those reps for a certain amount of time, and you really just see that on the field this year. He's not as in sync with Brandon Marshall. He wasn't as in sync with Decker, and he was back. They don't. They have a non-existent tight end, but the only bright spot on offense, I would go offense now, I'll give you the defensive bright spot, it's Quincy Inua, who's yes, had a pretty yes. good year. Um, but besides him, there's really been no X factor. I mean, you got one of the best centers in the league, Nick Mangold, yeah. and he's been doing it forever. I mean, this team, on paper, and I really thought they were going to make the playoffs this year. I really did. I thought, I, I just, this team on paper to me really looked good. But it, it starts with the quarterback play. I mean, it's so important. And Ryan Fitzpatrick just isn't getting it done. Yeah. And you know what also is a problem to me, though? I forget who he, who did he throw the six interceptions against? Uh, was it Kansas City? It I believe it was Kansas. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do not care who that quarterback is. I do not care if it's Peyton Manning. I do not care if it's Drew Brees. I do not care if it's Tom Brady. You take him out of the game after three interceptions. Oh, yeah. Maybe four. You don't let a guy throw six interceptions. Mentally, I mean, you talk about that, right? Yeah, I mean, you, he had to be mentally shot after that. I mean, you, six There's interceptions. No confidence. Yeah, and he when comes the down to stops believing Todd in you, and the GM stops believing in you, and coaches stop believing in you. Sometimes all you have is yourself. So. <laughs> yeah, and that was a very telling moment is what Manny comes back, the leadership of the team. The, leadership. the quarterback. That was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> Good job in the back. The, the leadership is just off. I mean, for a guy to come in week three, you missed you missed all summer, and then you want to you want to lead the team week three against a very good Chiefs defense. And you throw six picks. It's it's tough to come back from. You know, it's it's hard to come back from, and then I'm actually not surprised. Sometimes you just you just gotta give up. So <laughs> now the question becomes, what to do now? Three and eight. I mean, they're not going to get the first pick, yeah. but what? If there is there a team is there a guy like maybe Jabril Peppers that like is exciting like that to you? Do they need to go defense, offense? Where I mean, do they start? I mean, uh, they have a lot of holes, and when you see a team that's three and eight, I mean, you're, you're going to have to go a lot of different places. I mean, I, obviously, I'm always going to say because being a Jets fan, we haven't had a good quarterback in so long. I mean, Fitzpatrick was really surprising last year, and it was a great treat. But again, they didn't even make the playoffs. So I mean, I think they have to get someone in free agency in the playoff, uh, in, in the quarterback market, and basically draft around him, kind of like what Dallas Cowboys did, drafting offensive linemen to running back to several solid players on defense to really become a good playoff team. I just think they need to give up everything to get a good quarterback. I mean, I would give up everything. I mean, to me, it's not just quarterback. If you think about this offseason, besides just uh, Fitzpatrick, they lost to Brickshaw Ferguson. He was a big piece of their O-line, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it on paper, their defense on paper looks fine. So fix what you can on defense. And whatever you need to do on offense, everything, you fix that. I would get Darrell Revis the heck out yeah. of town, if possible. I don't know if anyone's going to take that contract, but I would get him out. As I don't, They probably won't. Who would take? Would you release? Yeah. You can't release him. You can't release him. Yeah, you can't release him. He's yeah. like yeah. one of the greatest Jets of your lifetime. Yeah. yeah. He's a Jet Hall of Famer and first ballot Hall of Famer in the NFL. Yeah. So, I a mean, lot of interesting yeah. stuff with this Jets team to happen over the next few years. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that all works out. Anyway, can't wait. <laughs> yes, there's Brendan O'Connell doing. He he can't wait to retire. Apparently, that's that's what Brendan's <laughs> telling me in the back. He just wants to be on a beach somewhere, sitting sitting with a cold Corona somewhere. Anyways, I will have. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we got fantasy this week. Sleepers, Matt Murphy. I want to hear them. Yes, sir. I mean, we got our Jets expert across the way from from me here, Brett Lambert, <laughs> and he was talking about Quincy Anunua. And I had him in the sleepers category, but I feel like he doesn't really belong there anymore, so I'll just get him out of the way early. The Colts have given up the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers over the last month of the season, so I think with 
Fitz throwing it to him this week. He has had a good connection with him, one of the few connections Fitz has been able to find this year. So Quincy Anun was a good play this week. A couple other wide receivers, Taylor Gabriel, Falcons, a little bit of a sleeper there going against Kansas City. And Kansas City like is, the de- is the defense that picked off Ryan Fitzpatrick six times Kansas earlier City this year. But Marcus Peters, their best corner, is going to be on Julio Jones, which could open up some big plays for Taylor Gabriel That's in the really, passing game. I, I like that pick a lot. And okay. the Browns cut him before the season, and that just continues <laughs> to make them feel bad and their fan base feel terrible. Another pick you guys might like here. New England Patriots, Malcolm Mitchell. <laughs> He's had three touchdowns in the last two games, going against L.A. at home. The Rams' defense has given up five touchdowns to receivers over the last two weeks, so Malcolm Mitchell is a good play. Another guy that's probably working his way out of the sleeper category and more consistent. Uh, last wide receiver that I have in my sleepers is Dontrell Inman from San Diego. I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a big week, but this depends on if Tyrell Williams misses the game because he's a really solid option for them, and he's injured right now, but apparently at practice today he was feeling good. So if Williams plays, I'm not as high on Inman, but he's still he's close. And then in terms of running backs, it's kind of hard to find a sleeper running back at this point in the season, mm-hmm. but Kenneth Dixon from Baltimore, I think he catches enough passes to make him a – a justifiable option in PPR leagues. And then this one's real interesting. I had to go back to the Saints-Lions game in New Orleans only because I think it's going to be so high <laughs> st- that game. so high scoring that I like the New Orleans tight ends, and Kobe Fleener is on the Saints, but I like Josh Hill, their other tight end, as a sleeper because he's actually been getting more snaps than Fleener, had more catches than him last week. So wow. if, if Drew Brees is going to get one of their tight ends involved, I think this week against the Lions it's going to be Josh Hill. Interesting. Not to mention the That's Lions. Very the Lions have. How been... many people did you pick from that game? Let me let me count. Hill is what are you, one. Like seven, eight. It's, it's big. It's yeah, gonna be a big game. Seven. Close <laughs> to it. Big Obviously, game. no. None of them were in the sit-em section. So two, three, I know four, game five. That five players. Wow. Five players from that game. Well, I have a question about a player. Now, the best tight end of all time is going to be hurt and probably out for the rest of the season. Oh, who's that? Gronkowski. <laughs> it's not even close. It's no way. And I'm wondering what you think about Martellus Bennett. I think Martellus Bennett is going to be solid for the rest of the season, but I don't know if this is a good matchup because on paper the Rams haven't really had problems with tight ends. This yeah, year. but they haven't played Tom Brady. Okay. Now, uh, last time I checked, when, when Rob was not playing early in the season, there were games where Martellus had three touchdowns, two That's plus. true, but I, I just think the Rams' defense, they ha- they're pretty solid, and against the tight ends, it hasn't been a problem for them. I actually agree with them because I think Bennett's a lot – more and the thing is, I would yeah, I would maybe. like Bennett more if they didn't trade away their third string tight end in October and they had another option. I don't even know who their thir- do they even have a third tight end on the roster right now? Not that I can think of. They traded a, it, a guy to to, uh, to Denver that was like really solid in the preseason. And that would have given yeah, yeah, them at I, least two their, options. Their third tight end doesn't really factor in. I, I if well, I'm the, saying it it would now AJ with Derby? Gronk. Yeah, definitely yeah Derby. Have. If they had Derby to complement Bennett, I feel like. That would be that would like Bennett more in fantasy this week, and without him, I don't like him as much. Totally fair. Well, hey Matt, always a pleasure. I'm hoping to do well in my leagues this week. It's really important to me. Josh Are you guys Hill. in? I'm in a win and you're in situation. Me too. I'm I just started last night with Brett. You got a question Bailey. for him? You got a big? Oh, well, yeah. You you mentioned Ross. You mentioned uh, Philip Rivers, and I actually have him as a backup right now. Over, and I have him start or. My starter right now is Ben Roethlisberger. Oof. Who do you? I bet. Then Ooh, again, that's tough. Ben Roethlisberger Who's can go off anytime. The, the Giants. 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 Yeah. Who's Steelers. played well? What I, do you think? I'm gonna say, go with Philip Rivers. That's, Rivers. that's a gutsy pick, but I might it's make a total. My switch right here. It's a total <laughs> gut call, but I feel like Philip Rivers, multiple touchdowns the last four weeks here yeah. and there. He's gonna throw at least two this week. I like Big Ben. Okay. I'm just regretting not asking Matt about fantasy all year long. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm got doing the stats. I'm, I'm, I can't. I don't even. I, I'm in the point where I shouldn't even ask a question because it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Jets. I'm out. Next year, <laughs> Matt, Matt, what's yeah. What's your favorite part about fantasy? Really, I, I'm intrigued by it. Do you just? It's funny how much reading, people talk about reading it. Matthew Berry's love hate <laughs> column each week. <laughs> That's awesome. F- fun stuff from Matt Murphy as always. We'll get back to you in the pick section. Get out of here and go join Brendan in the back. Anyways, Yay. fellas. A lot going on in the league right now, and what's interesting about it is that there's a lot of teams who could make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at these divisions, uh, they're the playoffs? all— Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Perfect. Playoffs? Playoffs. Jim playoffs, Moore. guys. I, I mean, think about it. The AFC South has three teams that could win that division. Mm. The AFC West has three teams that could, I mean, win that division. I think Oakland's going to, but three teams that could probably represent in the playoffs. I mean, the AFC North. You got Pittsburgh, and you got Baltimore. 
And then the Patriots and even the Dolphins are looking pretty solid. So that's the AFC, and the NFC may be even crazier. The funny thing is, is that nothing is set in stone. Even with like the first seeded guys and the, and the six seeded guys, yeah. nothing is set in stone. If the season ended last week, the Broncos would have been well well into the playoffs. Right now, they 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 do not have a playoff spot. The Broncos don't have a Can spot. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? that? It's really that crazy With that, that defense. and, and Simeon's good. And yeah. think think about it like this. And we're, I'm, I'm gonna bring it up later on in the picks. But one win for them this week, and they can be right back yeah. in there like nothing ever happened. It's crazy. And, and then the NFC is even crazier. I honestly think it is. You got the NFC North, which is again three teams that could win that division. Yep. You got the NFC South, which I mean Tampa Bay's making a push. Yeah, they are. Six man. And, five, yeah. and I mean, I st- is there any is Arizona eliminated yet? Is they mathematically eliminated or no? Mathematically, no. But there's I'm, no way, right? I'm gonna yeah. give up on them. I mean, that team is so talented. Yeah. And it's just it's How? sad. It's sad to see. It's got to be Car- Carson Palmer, right? Yeah, I mean. He's old. So many good players and so receivers. And but the defense is not the same as before. Yeah, exactly. you know? They got my man Chandler Jones yeah, from me, Tom. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're bringing on Tom Scabelli, our Giants beat reporter. You heard from him earlier. He predicted the Giants lose this week, huh? Yeah, I, I, I just don't want to pick them to win every week. I feel like I may lose some that's credibility. Fair. And I feel like <laughs> at Pittsburgh, that's, that's a game that they could lose. Well, I heard you want to propose something. I last night thought of a rule change that I'm going to say is genius. Everyone I've run it by likes it. We've got two football players in studio. Can't wait. So, I'm and, and Corey. So I want to <laughs> – I like that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear – all right. So two things that have been sort of hot-button issues lately are kickoffs. Should they get rid of kickoffs? Or you had Justin Tucker saying that if you kick it through the uprights on the kickoff, maybe that should be worth a point or something. So I'm proposing that all right, it becomes like an extra point type thing. So you have one extra, you know, go for one, a 33-yard kick. You go for two from two yards out. Or you go for a three-point conversion, and that's on the kickoff. You have to kick it through. Instead of the just uprights. the one point that Justin Tucker suggested? Yeah, because, well, he said that not as an extra point. He said that just, like, on the kickoff, yeah. you would just get one point. So I'm saying you choose to forego the, the oh. kick or, or the two-point conversion, and you kick it, try to kick it through the uprights. If it goes through, you get three points. It's a touchback. And if it falls short, it'll just serve as the kickoff, so you can return. That's terrible. You get zero <laughs> points, but it's the kickoff. You I can't like hear it. that, but I, I kind of like it too. What do you thought? So if a team was down nine, they could get a touchdown, then they could go for the three-point yeah, kickoff, exactly. and Potentially tie Make the games game. closer, yeah, and yeah, if the yeah. ratings are low, yeah, that would. Mm. And you know, wow. fun ah, onside kicks would kind of go away. Well, well I was gonna say yeah, you get that strategy. Is it better oh. to to try to get an onside kick and yeah. then a field goal, or is it just let's just try to kick it through the upper? Well, how many kickers do you think wow, can can this... kick? So we were what we were trying to do the math earlier, and it's got to be an eighty-ish yard field goal. Eighty-ish, yeah, something like I that. I mean, so, I mean, but yeah, probably. Justin Tucker does it all the time. Uh, Gostowski used to do it all the time. Janikowski yeah, does he could it definitely like do it, yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, every kick. It's e- I think it's easier to kick well, you're off, running. The off the tee. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, you have a more running start. So, I mean, the kickers kick it in the end zone all the time. So, so I'm sure they can but do you think they'll back yards. up the uh, the kick, or we'll leave the kick where it is? I, I was saying you could leave the kick where it is. So it's a it's a seventy five yarder. Now I'm intrigued by this. You guys, as football players, my best friend actually just quit soccer and became a kicker, nice. and kind of explaining to me how it, it's working. So I'm really intrigued by this kicker stuff. But what is going on in the league right now with all this? With the uh, the, extra the kickers. points. Oh, and the kickers just being uh, kickers. Just in general, they're <laughs> no. missing a lot. And they're kickers. I mean, you know, I think it's it's tough to be a kicker if you think about it. You have in everybody else's mind, you have one job. Yeah. You practice this all week long, and how are you going to miss come game day? It, it's hard as hell to kick a football through the uprights, especially like it really is. Like we're talking what twenty yards, thirty, forty, yeah. fifty yard field goals. That's not easy. And then you got all the pressure of the game on the line. Guys get iced all the time. I wouldn't do it. Is it usually the kicker's fault, Brett? Well, obviously that's what everyone will always blame because he's the actual person kicking it. And no one really else. Not a lot of people know if you don't know football that well that the snap. Is the hold, huge. Yeah. The hold is even bigger. You need a guy that can really hold the ball, get it in a proper way that the kicker likes it. Because kickers like it certain ways. So there, that is a big part, obviously, kicking it through. But there's also other parts that people don't realize that are really integral to converting totally. on every play. Yeah. Totally. Well, hey, I like your rule change. I, I think glad. it's I think it's a I'm, good idea. I'm, Bob I'm actually it. didn't hate it immediately, which I was Bob, shocked by. Bob he, didn't either. He, he so 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 it has a chance in the NFL. Man. It has a chance. <laughs> it has a chance. I mean, I just gotta take it to the league. All right, <laughs> I gotta throw you off because it's about time for my favorite part of the show, <laughs> Tom. You get back there. I want you to make your picks too. So get okay. get it in. 
All right, let's go to our picks this week. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Yes, sirree. Last night on Thursday, night football. Minnesota Vikings could not handle the best team in the NFL, record-wise at least, Dallas Cowboys, 17-15. to What a weird score. There you go. Anyways, probably the game of the week. We're going to start off with it. Down in Georgia, Chiefs versus the Falcons. Talk to me, Brett. I got Atlanta in this one. Very tight, but I just think the way their offense is rolling now, they're at home in that really loud dome. I think they come out with a win. Man, it's tough to be anybody in that dome, man. I got to go with Brett. The Falcons has this all the way. Is anyone going Kansas City in Georgia? Oh, we are not sending. So I am, and I think me. Alex Smith might actually throw a pass more than 20 yards in a win. Wow. Ooh. Tommy Scabelli. I'm also going Kansas City. I think they, they beat good teams. Kansas City's underrated. I think they're going to beat Atlanta. Brendan, we've been Chiefs, waiting for you all day. There's a divide back here in the room. We're all going Chiefs back Chiefs. Here. <laughs> Chiefs. No siree. I'm going Atlanta Falcons, Matty Ice, yeah, baby. baby. Yeah. Falcons get the win and continue to roll. All right. Lions Saints. I know who Matt Murphy's going to pick in this one, <laughs> so let's just start with him. Can we start with him, Who please? am I going to pick? I think you're going to pick the Saints. I can't hear what you're saying, but I'm actually going to pick the Lions, so I don't know if that's who you think I, I was going to pick, but I Matthew Stafford is clutch. It's going to be a shootout, and it's going to be close, but the Lions win. Tom? I'm going with Detroit, too. I'm all in on the Lions. Going Detroit. The room agrees back here. Wow. Are we splitting up again? This what, is crazy. What are you going with? Because I'm going with Detroit, baby. You are too. I've been to Matt, Matt Stafford. What? What? Matt Stafford. Am I, am I the only one going New Orleans? Boo. Are you kidding me? Boo. At the Superdome? Drew Brees? Who cares? Oh, my goodness. I am going to love when the Saints beat the Lions on Sunday at 1 o'clock. All right. Rams at the Patriots. Pats. No Gronk. No problem? No. Tom Brady. We're sending this. We're sending it. Send it, folks. Patriots. Send it. Everyone wants it. <laughs> exactly. All righty. Texans at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers looked good last week. Is he going to continue, Manny? No, I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. They lose. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Packers. I'm not down with it. Texans all the way. What do you think? Brett? I think Packers because the Texans cannot score. <sighs> Guys in the back, talk to me. Packers, Aaron Rodgers getting hot. Aaron Rodgers versus Brock Osweiler, enough said. He's <laughs> figuring it out, man. They're dangerous. All right. Everyone's going Packers, but you, Manny, you're I'm the not, lone man. I don't believe in them. Lambeau. I got a pattern this week, and it's mainly home teams. I was telling you guys <laughs> I told that you, earlier. I called, I called it out. I skipped one team, guys. Broncos at Jaguars. You know why I did that? Because we're sending it because no one's picking the Jaguars, okay? <laughs> Anyways, Eagles at Baltimore. That's a really good game. Mm. What do you think, Brett? Um... Oh, Eagles! Eagles at Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Bengals. Sorry, yeah, my fault. Right, yeah, um, I think very. Uh, I don't think the Eagles. I think Bengals will win because they got Andy Dalton, a coach that probably will get fired if they don't have an end of productive year. I'm going Bengals. I can't read, Manny. Luckily, Brett can. Listen, you Brett, Brett can do Wentz a lot of probably things. Probably can. Brett can do a lot of things. Carson wins too, but Brett can also pick a winning team ah. in the Bengals, baby. What's up, boys? Yeah, I'm going back. with Andy Dalton and the Bengals, despite my near Philly roots. Ah, there you go. I'm going with the Eagles. I keep thinking the Bengals are going to get back to their winning ways. No A.J. Green, though. I think the Eagles have more to play for. Brendan? I'm going Bengals, even though Marvin Lewis is getting fired sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think it's coming, too. I'd agree with that. Bengals, Bengals, Bengals for me, another home team. All right, Dolphins at the Ravens. This time the Ravens are playing in this game. That's another good game. I'm going to go Ravens. I think Baltimore is pretty good. Their defense, that, that guy Suggs is such a good leader. You got. Yeah, I got Ravens as well because they're going to shut down J.H.I. third against the run in the NFL. I love it. I got the Ravens, not only because I hate the Dolphins, but because <laughs> if they lose and the Broncos wins, the Dolphins are out of the playoffs, and that's it. Wow, Manny doesn't like the fish. Yeah. No. Murph, do you? I don't either. They have a big win streak, but Joe Flacco, South Jersey guy, he's elite. <laughs> Tommy I'm going Skins. Ravens too. Ravens all yeah. around. That's another big Dolphins hater back here. Send Let's it. Alrighty, 49ers at the Bears. The worst of the worst. <laughs> I'm going ball. Colin Kaepernick. He looked great last week. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go 49ers. I like the Bears because my Barkley actually moved the ball. Oh, they almost boo, beat the Titans. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> 49ers all the way. They're a good team. They just can't win. Tommy Scabelli, talk to me. This game has tie written all over <laughs> it. I'm picking the tie. I love it. I like the Bears. Matt Barkley is going to get it done, even though I do miss Jay Cutler. The NFL should cancel the game now, but I'm going Bears. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
All right, a little split on that one. 4.05, let's move to the afternoon games. You know, by that time, you'll be relaxing. You'll have your chili already. Bills go. at the Raiders. Is there any chance of an upset here, Brett? I wouldn't be surprised by it, but then again, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Oakland all the way. Oh, me too. No question. Me too. Anyone going, Rexy? No, right. I think... The We're Raiders get it done. This would be a Rex Ryan game to win, though. Send it! Send it! Yes, sirree! All right, 425. The G-Men take on the Steelers. I'm starting off with this one. I think this team is not that great. I also don't like the Giants, but Steelers, Steelers, Steelers for me. Big Ben has a good game. Yep, Steelers, A.B., Le'Veon Bell, all the way. I don't have a towel, but I'm going to wave these <laughs> white tissues, baby. Let's go, Pittsburgh! <laughs> what up, Tom? It kills me, but I- I'm picking the Steelers. I think oh, their offense is too good. Haven't dagger. seen enough from the Giants offense yet to think that they could keep up with them. What do we think, yeah, Antonio Brown out-celebrates Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Are Ooh. we sending it against oh, the Giants? The Send it. Dangerous. Are you picking I mean, the Steelers? I'm a Giants hater, but I'm picking the Steelers, too. Send Let's it, baby! Go. Wow. No faith in the men in blue. All right. Same division. Let's stay there. The Skins and Kirky Boy have been looking pretty good. I think it ends this week against a real good secondary out in Arizona. Manny, who you got? I, I don't know. The, the Cardinals, they disappointed me all year. I'm just going to have to – I believe in them for one more week. The Cardinals have this win. I like Skins. I like Kirk Cousins. They're Skins all the way. Manny said earlier in the show that Ezekiel Elliott's the best running back in the league. It is David Johnson, but I still don't think that's enough. Kirk Cousins and the boys get it done on the road. Love it. I'm going Skins, too. Wow. Going Cardinals at home. There we go. Massachusetts boys representing the Cardinals. I'm wearing Chandler Jones today, all right? All right. There let's he, do he's going to yeah. have like three or four he wears, sacks. He wears 55 now. Let's do it. We watch. All right. Buccaneers <laughs> at the Chargers. What do you got, Brett? I like Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston on the road here. No, I'm a big fan of Philip Rivers. He's getting it done, baby. Ooh. Heisman against Hall of Famer. Who you guys got in the back? Famous Jameis. Bucks, baby. Going Bucks too. Wow, I like the Heisman as well over the Hall of Famer. I go Bucks on the road. All right, 8.30, prime time game. Matt Murphy thinks the Seahawks are just going to crush these Carolina Panthers, and I ain't buying it. Cam Newton, show me some Superman, baby. Carolina wins in Seattle. How about that? I like the Seahawks. I have to disagree with you. 12th man, primetime game, they don't lose. Totally fair. Get out of here, Matt. Get out of here, Brett. Panthers <laughs> all the way, go, baby. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, two touchdowns, Seahawks win. Seattle at home. Seahawks! There you go, Seahawks. I, I don't know. I like the Panthers this week, and I switched that pick. All right, Monday night, an atrocious Monday night football game. <laughs> I, I mean, the ratings are going to be awful. Uh, We're going to talk about that, too, huh? Anyways, Colts, Jets. Jets get the win this week, Brett? No, they do not. They lose. I think I'd rather ride the paper than watch this game, but let's <laughs> let's go, Jets. There you hey, go. Manny's hey. got Jets. Colts are going to win out and win the AFC South. Ooh. I'm going Colts, too. I'm not going that far, though. Hot take. Tom took the Colts because he loves the AFC South. I'm taking the Colts because the Jets are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. I'm also going to go Colts, Manny. You're alone on that one. Nah. Week 13, shaping up to be a good one. It's a mess in what the is, NFL. I'll what tell is you everybody that. doing it, in the NFL? Where are they going? It's going to be feeling. a fun final few weeks, and my heart will really – We'll see what happens on Sunday with the fantasy team because I could be out. I could be in. I'm freaking out. It's going to be a great week of football. Anyways, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of NFL Friday. I'm Corey Miller with Manny Adeyeye and Brett Lambert over here in the studio. Brendan O'Connell did a fantastic job behind the glass for us today. Matt Murphy, always great on the fantasy experts. And you got to get a shout-out to our beat reporter, Tom Scabelli, for coming on the air. So listen to us next week, next Friday, week 14, Studio 3, The Bunker. Have a good afternoon, everyone.